hormones. What are they good for? You know, just leave it up to me, Emily. <laughs> Never mind. I know. It's like one of those things that you like, kind of like ask and it's like. You didn't really want an yeah. answer. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it to include you, but right. you actually don't have a say. <laughs> Hey, what's happening, you guys? Welcome to the Proclivity Podcast. I try to sw- switch up the, you know, the uh, beginning each time, so that's a little different. So people kind of lean in. Was that different? Yeah, it was different. Good job. What's also different is that Emily is wearing glasses and I'm not. And if you guys haven't yet watched one of our podcasts. Go do it. It's on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow us. We drop a bunch of content on there. Check it out. Go to YouTube. Proclivity on YouTube. You'll find us there. Especially if you've been listening the past few, the intros, and you're confused, you'll understand when you see them. That's true. We have new intros, guys. It's so hilarious. You got to see them on YouTube. Anywho... Welcome to the Proclivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cocker, and I'm here with Emily Rodella, and we are the super tag team of nutrition and mindset. When you put those two things together, you get a healthy body and a happy life. It's incredible stuff. And today, what we're going to talk to you about is hormone health. Hormones. How do we balance our hormones? What are hormones? What should we do to be able to make sure that we have healthy hormones? If you've ever been somebody that has heard, ah, my hormones are off, this is the podcast for you. If you feel like your hormones are off, this is the podcast for you. So we're glad that you're here. Buckle in. We're going to talk about what hormones are. We're going to talk about the imbalances, so the symptoms of imbalanced hormones. We're going to talk about how to balance those hormones and As always, we're going to give you our top three tips at the end. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Emily's wearing glasses. I'm not wearing glasses. (laughs) It's going to get crazy today. Emily, let's dive right in. Let's talk about hormones. This is so uh, interesting uh, for me because there are times that we get on calls and people are like, my hormones are off. They're just off. I was like, do you know how your hormones are off, right? It's, it's almost like a easy go-to for our hard chargers that are just like, oh, yep, hormones are off. And they can be. They absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. But being able to understand what the what hormones are, are they really off? Are they to blame why we have weight gain or we're not sleeping well at night? Let's break it down. So for the people out there, what are hormones? Yeah, hormones are chemical messengers that are sent throughout the body by our endocrine glands. So things like the pituitary, hypothalamus. There are also things like thyroid, right? Not just in your brain, all throughout your body. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say most people think of hormones as just like the sex hormones, right? They're things that regulate our period or our menstrual cycle for females or testosterone for guys. I'd say that's our the go to mm-hmm. thought. There's so much more to hormone health. And when I first hear people say, 
oh, my hormones are off, so that's why I'm not losing weight or I can't sleep. It's like, okay, well, they likely are off, but they're not to blame, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk a lot about that today. Um, but there's and there's a few reasons where that could be coming from. Um, but yeah, it, like you said, it can be something to be like, oh, the hormones are off and there's nothing I can do about it. That's just what I was, the cards I was dealt. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain point where people can go to where say they're off for so long and it causes irreversible damage. Right. And then that's where we perhaps need something like replacement hormone therapy. Right. But right. most people aren't there yet. So we're going to talk a lot of, more about what can we do to prevent that from happening. And, and again, always looking at the root cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, if there's an imbalance of, hormones what people tend to miss is like there's a reason they're imbalanced mm-hmm. there's the mm-hmm. root cause of it what is that instead they, they it's kind of like oh i need my testosterone testosterone's low let me get test, testosterone replacement therapy right right it, my there's my thyroid levels are are wacky right i need to take this medication right and yet we are not treating where it's coming from right there's a root for everything guys and being able to work the root the base foundation is what we're all about the simple things it's not over your head this is what our podcast is all about is being able to go actually really you know what you need to do sleep eight hours (laughs) oh yeah 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 okay got that got the eight hours but what else no (laughs) you just need to sleep eight hours like and then that what that is is being able to say no to the late night dinner or the drinks or whatever it may be to be able to make that a priority. Then our hormones are balanced. Then we lose weight. Then our stress goes down. The foundational stuff matters, guys. Yet, if there are people out there who do feel that their hormones are imbalanced, what are some of the symptoms that they may be seeing? That would be a kind of a flashing light that, hey, the root, it, the root cause, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. What would be those symptoms? Yeah. So hair loss, men and women, right, on your head. Um, for women, lack of period or irregular period, so your cycle's not uh, balanced um, or consistent. Um, if you have really bad PMS within that, like if you do get your period or if you do have a cycle and then you have really bad symptoms such as headaches, cramps, like really bad cramps, um, tender breasts, um, all sorts of all the all the things in the realm of PMS, um, acne, um, energy dips or swings, right? So if you have that afternoon slump often, weight gain, obviously, right? People are like us, oh, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I'm under, you know, I'm restricting my calories. I'm working out every day. Typical. Um, low sex drive, right? So low libido. Uh, infertility, both sides, men and women, right? So if you, any females are out there having trouble getting pregnant, of course you want to examine yourself and your hormones and health in general, but also the guys. Um, if you're feeling any sort of uh, continuous, ongoing lack of motivation, anxiety, depression, most mm-hmm. likely you have some imbalance there. Um, and then this one that most people don't think about, but if you have any sort of gut imbalance, so leaky gut or dysbiosis, 
or any kind of overgrowth or undergrowth. So some uh, gut, typical gut symptoms like heartburn, acid reflux, bloating, gas, um, just daily gut issues, you're not feeling good, you're not going to the bathroom every day, those kinds of things. So those are the typical um, symptoms if you have any kind of hormone imbalance. Mm. And out of those symptoms, which ones would you say that are a majority? Um, um, depends. Here it comes, guys. <laughs> depends. Majority weight gain or inability to lose, say, like the weight around your stomach. That's a big one that we hear about. Ones that people don't totally you know, necessarily recognize are the anxiety, the depression, the gut issues and the energy swings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I just keep mm -hmm. going down the list, but those are the main ones. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And usually what we see with, uh, the people that we work with, they're hard chargers, their moms, their dads are going a million miles an hour and they've gotten used to feeling like stress is part of their life. Right. Anxiety is part of their life. And then it builds up to a certain point where we want relief from that. So then what do we do? Well, maybe we end up having a drink at the end of the night, right? We find some type of outlet to release, which then pushes back getting the proper sleep mm -hmm. or high quality sleep. And then it starts over again. And so you guys, if you're out there and you're like, man, I, I, I struggle with energy in the morning, right? I have this like, right in the belly section just seems like I can't get rid of that fat in the belly section. Um, you, you are having, um, libido issues guys. You're just struggling to be like, yeah, not tonight, honey. Whew. Not tonight, honey. Yikes. Guys, we got to have a talk. You can feel free to reach out to me. Okay. If any of those things are, are happening, there's most likely an imbalance going on. Okay. So here are some of the symptoms of an imbalanced hormones. What about what causes this? Let's go now down to the root. So we see high level, we're seeing the symptoms. What is going to be causing this imbalance or what some of the causes? Yeah. So there's some main categories and I'll start with what I think is the biggest influence for most people, but I'll go down because it could be one big category for some people. It could be accumulation of all of them, right? So keep mm -hmm. all of that in mind when I'm reading through this. So um, the main one, in my opinion, is chronic stress or as what most people or what most doctors would refer to as cortisol dysfunction or HPA axis dysfunction or in the sometimes the functional medicine world, uh, adrenal fatigue. That's, that, that term is moving out. Um, but really, it centers around our stress levels, right? Whether you realize it or mm -hmm. not. Like Joel said, mm -hmm. we a lot of us are going around thinking, oh, this is I'm not stressed. And I'll raise my hand. I'm part of that <laughs> group. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's become our new normal. And so it's something mm -hmm. to really sit down and take a look out for yourself. Of like, okay, if you're having any of these symptoms we, we talked about, is that what stressors are going on in my life? And there's so many different ones, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm so frustrated in the day. I felt like I had a terrible day, right? It's not just that. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what am I doing throughout my day? Am I getting an adequate rest, mental, physical? Um, mm -hmm. What does my food look like? What does my sleep look like, right? There's so many different categories. So stress in general 
is the main one, right? If we are chronically stressed, what happens in our body is often referred to as the pregnenolone steal. It'll steal your sex hormones specifically. So this is usually a cause for um, low testosterone, low libido, um, issues with our menstrual cycle. It steals those hormones to just survive, right? It's like, okay, well, I don't have time. Like we don't need to have children. I just need to survive right now. And so you, that's what you'll find. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. And it makes a lot of sense because if the body's in this upregulated state and it thinks that it is in survival mode, reproduction is not one of the main survivors. Like right. That's way down the road. Yet it can have such a drastic effect if we're losing testosterone because it's not only going to affect our libido, right? What, what else is low testosterone going to affect? Well, well, gen generally speaking, everything I listed. So if you're trying to work out in the gym, you're not going to see the gains. You're not going to lose that belly fat. You're going to feel lack of, a lack of motivation and focus, usually perhaps foggy brained, right? A lot of the mental stuff mm -hmm. too. And so it's all yeah. of those things. And for some people it's one more than the other, but um, it can affect everything. Does it affect hair growth? Does mm -hmm. testosterone affect hair growth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you'll you tend to lose hair or, uh, you'll t both men and women, like I mentioned before, you tend to lose hair if your hormones are, are off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so with the, the chronic stress, I mean, how are we supposed to know that we're too stressed? <laughs> we talk about uh, yellow lights and red lights often. So if you haven't mm -hmm. heard us refer mm -hmm. to that, the yellow lights are the symptoms, the physical manifestations that show up, right? Oh, yeah, I'm not. It's the symptoms. I'm not losing the weight and I'm working out like crazy and I'm eating well um, mm -hmm. or I can't fall asleep at night or I'm waking up between 1 and 3 a.m. every morning. <clears throat> I am losing hair, I have acne, or if you're a female, actually sometimes it could be, oh, I have like darker hairs, whether it be on your face or your chest or your stomach, your body somewhere. Um, and it's just not feeling right in your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can, can you test it? You test your hormone? Can you test for, yeah, we'll test, test for, for like, stress. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a test, you can get obviously your hormones tested, but specifically your cortisol is your stress hormone. Right. So if that's an easy one to go to in terms of, okay, most people will get that tested, that test done, but know that cortisol, it should spike in the morning to a certain level and then it should decrease throughout the day. And so if we want a real mm -hmm. full picture, we're going to get tested at least three, four times throughout the day. And then you find within the range where you're at. But for example, I got my cortisol tested in the morning and it was outside the range. It was extra high. And so for me, I'm looking specifically at, okay, well, what's causing my stress to be high in the morning? Was it because I was running out of the house to get to the appointment and I was trying to rush and get everything together? And one, that could be the stress of obviously that, but two, working out, right? If you get your blood pressure rates or sorry, heart rate raised um, and you're moving. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different factors there. Um, but yeah, you can get your cortisol tested. That's a great starting point. If you're like, I don't feel like I'm stressed, but am I? So yeah, cortisol and then hormones in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have a, we have a saying too it, it, here at Proclivity. 
own your day or your day will own you. Do you feel like you own your day? Do you feel like at any point you could go, cool, I'll stop and go take a, a 20 minute walk. If the answer is no to that, I could almost say your stress levels are high. Mm-hmm. If you aren't able to go like, yeah, tomorrow I could plan for a 20 minute walk. No problem. Right. It's even better if you have the ability to go right now, I can go take a walk. Now we know that with meetings, I mean, we get it. We have coaching calls and this and that. We can't just be like, yeah, instead of doing this coaching call, I'm just going to go take a walk. And guess what? Sometimes what do we do when it's summertime? We take our coaching call outside while we're walking sunshine on our face. Yet, if you feel like your day is owning you, that you don't have control of your day, most likely your hormones are going to be awry or wacky if you feel stressed out throughout the day. So that's something to, to think about. All right. So we know that chronic stress is one of the causes of hormone imbalance. What else will imbalance our hormones? So if you've listened to our podcast on the gut brain axis, then you'll know the next one is our gut health. And this can, again, come to a surprise for a lot of people. It's something they may not think of immediately if their hormones are off. But when we are stressed, our gut is affected and vice versa. If our gut is imbalanced, whether it be dysbiosis, meaning the bacterial imbalance is off, um, whether it be we have a, fung- a fungus or we have an overgrowth, a yeast overgrowth, um, then that'll affect our mental health as well, right? And so mm-hmm. gut issues are a place that, so again, stress. So what are we doing to help our brain, our mental health? And then what are we doing to help with our gut? Those are the top two for sure. And so it suppresses um, all the functions that we need, right? So our immune systems in our gut, a lot of our happy hormones or our, sorry, our happy neurotransmitters live in our gut. And so if it's there's a dysbiosis or an imbalance there, things aren't going to work properly. The, message, the messages mm-hmm. are not going to get sent or be delayed, right? Or there's just going to be issues there in general. So you're saying that our gut health, if there's an imbalance in our gut, that it could cause us to feel anxious or depressed or there could be mental fog. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because of our gut less than like, oh, I feel like I'm out, you know, I'm overthinking the situation or so on and so forth. Yes, 100% and vice versa. So they work very synergistically. And so it's not always like, oh, if I'm stressed, my gut's going to have issues and that's the only way it works. It's like, okay, no, it works both ways. And it often is a cycle, right? So if one's stressed, the other one's going to get stressed and it's going to play off of each other. And so we have to always look at both. Is our gut healthy? Okay. If not, we don't just want to figure out how to balance our gut. We also want to see, okay, what's going on in our, our brain too, right? So we work both at the mm-hmm. same time. So like we talked about with um, the stress and being able to test that either through, you know, saliva or blood work, how do we know if our gut health is off yeah. and yeah. it's affecting our brain? Yeah, great question. So we look at the basics first. So I tell people you're how you go to the bathroom is a little mini report card of your overall health for the past couple of days. So one, are we going to the bathroom every day? At least, you know, are we going poop at least once a day up to two, three times? That's great. But if we're not, then there's some issues in terms of we're not detoxing, right? So if we're not going to the bathroom, you're blocking our detox uh, pathways, meaning hormones are going to recirculate in our body. So I, and I can go on from there, but 
are we going to the bathroom daily? Are our poops actually healthy, right? So if you've never looked at the Bristol stool chart, Google it, you can see where you're at. We want to be between three and five on there. Those are what are normal or healthy poops. And then there's ones that can indicate constipation and there's ones that can indicate there's something going on. Your body wants to rid of things, right? Like diarrhea. And so we, again, we want level three to five. And if it's outside of that consistently, then there's something going on. So that's the number one. Number two, just the symptoms we've listed before, right? Acid reflux, heartburn, bloating, excessive gas or smelly gas, not feeling just well digestively, slow motility, right? If you notice you've had a meal and you just feel really full for really long, those are all classic signs of, of gut imbalances. If you're still like, oh, I don't ever really feel bloat or I don't really have those symptoms, I don't think, because I've had lots of clients tell me that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but I know there's some stressors going on in the brain, right? Then you can go get tested and get your a stool sample or you, you get a test in the mail, you send it off and they test the different bacteria, test for things like H. pylori. And again, the fungal overgrowth, the dysbiosis, all those different things. Just And that's a snapshot in time, but at least you're seeing if like, hey, something's super off or if you're com completely missing mm -hmm. a bacteria, right? There's things that are, are good to know. Um, and that's another check. And I do that through a functional medicine practitioner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's what we do around here, guys. In proclivity, <laughs> the P is for poop. It's <laughs> just, I knew you'd like that one. Not really. I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> oh, she doesn't like that. Never mind. Everybody erase that from your memory. <laughs> Emily doesn't like it. But it's kind of true. We talk about poop a lot here on the proclivity podcast. Because yep. like you said, it is a really good report card on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Your body is, is telling you, guys. You ever like woken up and be like, gosh, I just smell different. Your body's telling you something, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been like, oh, man, my tongue just feels uh, like slimy. Your body is telling you something. Mm -hmm. We just need to know that, oh, these are signs. And if these things are going on, oh, cool body. Thanks for letting me know. And I'll make the adjustments. Yep. And that's what we're talking about today. We're just talking about hormones. Okay. So we've talked about, uh, stress being one. We talked about your gut health and being able to improve your gut health. What else do we got? Yeah. So one that correlates with both of these two is blood sugar imbalance, right? So where is our blood sugar at? And this is why we love testing it, um, and practicing healthy blood sugar habits. And so specifically, mm -hmm. you, you'll notice you have a blood sugar issue. Obviously, if you get your blood uh, glucose back and it's above 90 as you're fasting, right? Some doctors will say, oh, if it's above 100, but we like 90 for optimal health. Um, and then if you're having blood sugar swings throughout the day, so you eat something and then you have some good energy and then all of a sudden you have an energy crash. That's usually your blood sugar going down. Or mm -hmm. if you just have energy issues in general, usually there's something going on with your blood sugar. And we want to start looking at, okay, what are our meals like? Are we eating too many refined carbs or sugar or carbs in general for me? Mm -hmm. um, are we getting enough movement throughout the day? And because it, when our blood sugar is off, this affects our, our hormones significantly because um, when it, it stresses our body out, it causes inflammation, and that's what's going to affect those chemical messages throughout our body, a.k.a. the hormones. Hmm. And, and so hmm. for in some people, it might show up as PCOS for men. Usually as they get older, if they have testosterone imbalances or low testosterone, it's what's called um, andropause. So it's like people refer to it as like menopause. 
And it's not always low testosterone. It could just be that it's getting converted into estrogen. And so this often comes from a blood sugar issue, not just, oh, I'm just getting older <laughs> or I just have low testosterone. Uh, Let me look elsewhere. It could be a blood sugar issue. So for men, if, you're, uh, if your estrogen levels are going up, you might also feel more emotional. Mm-hmm. And so that could be a sign. Guys, yeah. oh, my hair is getting thinner. I got weight around the midsection. You know, I find myself more emotional, like blown up on my kids or blown up on my wife or mm-hmm. getting really anxious at work, right? Hmm. Uh-oh. Time to tune in. Mm-hmm. Time to tune in. Okay, so sugar is a big one and having uh, sh- uh, balanced sugar levels. Yep. Anything else? Yeah, so a couple more and I'll, I'll go over these shortly, but it's important to to include detoxification issues, right? I mentioned it before. If you're not pooping every day, if you're not sweating, ideally daily, but at least three, four times a week, um, those are our detox pathways. We need to sweat those out. And what I mean by detox, if we're exposed to chemicals on the daily, whether it be cleaning things, are we're in our car, we smell the exhaust, there's uh, microplastics in the car out of the plastic water bottle or the coffee cup from the coffee shop, mm-hmm. um, our beauty products, right? Our body's equipped to handle these, but if we're not detoxing them and if it's in excess, it's too much. And that's going to start having an effect on our hormones. So, mm-hmm. uh, we want to make sure that we're again, well, we'll go over the soon of how to help improve your detox pathways. So there's that. Additionally, mm-hmm. we want to make sure we're eating enough fat. I've seen, I used to work in the macro world where people would come to us from different companies and the coaches had them at anywhere from zero to 40 grams of fat per day, which is, if you're not familiar, it's very, very low. And our, the precursors to healthy hormones and cholesterol transport is our fatty acids. So we need Mm -hmm. those for our hormones to work well, especially for females, especially, I mean, for everyone, but especially for females. And so fatty acid balance. And we've talked about this in our program a lot is making sure we're getting enough omega threes too, because omega threes are the anti-inflammatory omega sixes. If eaten in excess can cause more inflammation as well. So Mm. fatty acids, very important, making sure you're getting the correct ones and enough. Right. And then lastly, these go into the other categories, but making sure we're getting enough sleep, right? Cause that helps with our stress, which affects our gut, which affects our (laughs) blood sugar and then movement. Same, same idea, right? Detox. We're helping with stress management there. We're moving our body. helps with our blood sugar, right? So you can see they're all interconnected. Yeah, yeah. Well, and some things to touch on, you know, what you just said, uh, the detoxification, we push hot and cold therapy. And hot therapy, aka sauna, is really beneficial for detoxification, correct? Oh, yeah, 100%. So if you aren't sweating daily to be able to have a sauna or access to a sauna is really vital to your health of being able to sweat that out. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't have access, if you don't want to pay for it, right, you can just put on a bunch of layers, go for a nice jog or hike um, or we'll do mm-hmm. a workout in your living room <laughs> and sweat. That's right. They got those sweatsuits, guys, right? And that will make you sweat like crazy. Uh, some things I've done before in the past is I've taken a little space heater, put it into the bathroom, mm-hmm. actually turned on the hot water on the tub. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have it 
you know, the whole tub filled up, but it make it as hot as possible, the hot water. So now you got the little bit of the steam along with yep. the heat heater and then go through just a little yoga flow to mm-hmm. get the body moving and I'll be sweating real good yeah. just with something like that. Oh yeah. So detoxification guys, making sure your sweat is super important to touch on the, the fats we've, we've had clients before specifically we had a client who did bodybuilding and she came off her bodybuilding where it was no carbs, right? Showtime, you know, she had gone a very long time with super low fats and she was having, you know, acne and uh, spot like her period two, two different times throughout the month. And at random times Mm -hmm. and we suggest her like, cool, have some avocados, put some cheese, have some cheese. And in a very short amount of time, actually, it really turned around. Yep. And that's just ladies, we're talking to you out there because even though there's so much science behind getting fat, there's still this stigma about fat. The fat's going to make me fat. Right. And that's, that's just not true. It's just not true. And I should say same with carbs too, which this is less often with people, but if you're going so low carb too often and you're working out like crazy, your body still needs some glucose. <laughs> so mm-hmm. neither other enemy is just finding that balance and quality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, guys. So we're, we're at this point where we've, we've looked at the symptoms. You might be like, oh man, some of that's really hidden. Now we've talked about like, oh, you know, here's where the root cause is. I'm not sweating enough. I'm not moving enough. I'm eating too much sugar. Let's go and give some solutions. Yeah. What are some things that we can start doing to start balancing those hormones? Because when we balance the hormones, guys, magic starts taking place. It really does. <laughs> so what are some of the things that we do to balance the hormones? Yeah. Yeah. So with the stress, we got to manage our stressors. Again, we got to literally look ourselves in the mirror like, okay, where is there potential stress in my life? Start taking the time for yourself throughout the day to check in with yourself and be like, hey, how am I feeling? Truly, how am I feeling? And answer the question. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's going to look different for everyone on how you manage that stress. But first is awareness and taking that time for you. But second is going to be something to help bring you back to that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest state. So sometimes that's as simple as taking a few deep breaths, could be doing a breath work or meditation. Uh, like a guided breath work session or meditation. It could be taking that five minute or 15 minute walk throughout the day, a couple times, at least once. Could be um, having a good uh, date or phone call with a friend, someone who really fills your cup, leaves you feeling excited to go get on with your day. Um, Could be working out, right? There's all sorts of different things. What we touch on as that foundational piece is, hey, am I getting enough sleep? Am I setting the boundaries to have structure in my day in general? Start there. Then you can start sprinkling these things in. So manage the stressors. Do you have anything to add, Joel? I I mean, just to the point of sleep, uh, I can't remember where I heard this from, but um, maybe it was Huberman. But it was, we shouldn't be asking people, 
Hey, how are you feeling today? You know, how are you doing? We should be asking them, Hey, how'd you sleep last night? (laughs) Because that is going to be the precursor to you having a great day or not. Are you being like, Oh man, I feel great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the number one thing. First thing that we work on in the proclivity method. And by just bringing awareness to it, usually what we get is our clients go, Oh my gosh, I got finally got eight hours for the first time. And I, I feel amazing. <laughs> I'm not short with my kids and I got so much work done. It's like, that was one time mm-hmm. you slept eight hours. One time. Imagine if you did it every night, this is longevity folks. This is I'm living to 80, 90, a hundred and active and healthy and happy, not thinking 80, 90, a hundred and I'm, you know, crippled and barely walking. No, what you're doing now is going to set you up for the future of being able to have freedom, have health, have happiness when you're later down the road. Yeah. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I get good enough sleep or again, I'm not stressed. Trust me. There's likely some hidden factors there. If it is sleep like me. So I've been on this uh, journey as of lately, right? I told you my cortisol was high in the morning. I'm looking at all the things. I'm looking at my sleep, right? And I do get really good sleep. So I'm looking, okay, what's the next thing? And so mm-hmm. I look at, I'm, I'm doing that self-checking throughout the day. I'm taking the time to meditate or do the breath work. So if you're getting seven hours of sleep and you're like, oh, that's good enough sleep, try eight hours and let us know. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're getting the eight hours and it's great, try nine hours. If you're getting that and it's great, again, start going down the list of the other things that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So managing stress, sleep, mm-hmm. that's one way. Yep. How and else? Then next, right, when we're looking at our gut health, as we talked about before, looking at your daily poops, your digestive symptoms, if you have any, um, and your microbiota diversity, which, again, that usually comes with if you're getting that stool test done. Not, not everyone has access to that. But one way to ensure that we are is to be eating a diverse amount of fruits and veggies, right? Fiber really does help diversify our gut microbiome and helps us go to the bathroom more often and more consistently. Um, and, and then managing our stress is going to affect our gut health, of course, too. So these are all compounding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about the, you know, getting good fiber, what would that, what would that look like in somebody's day? Yeah. So getting at least a serving of veggies at every meal would be ideal, if not multiple, right? Half your plate even for a lot of people. Um, and some fruit. Fruit, the best fruit, if you're wanting to also manage your blood sugar, tends to be things like berries or even like green bananas or like half an apple at a time, right? And these are things you need to test out individually to see if they spike your blood sugar or not. But these are all things that have higher fiber. And one of our blood sugar mm-hmm. tips if you have things like rice or potatoes or something starchier, make a big batch of it, cool it down, and then that makes it more of a resistant starch, which is a higher – it's higher in fiber. So it's going to help with this as well. So when I'm really mm-hmm. wanting some potatoes, I'll have those, but I'll make it, again, a big batch, and then I'll have them as leftovers, and that's going to help too. Cool. Cool. Yep. Okay. What else? Uh, we talked about detoxification, making sure that our pathways are clear – So little things like, okay, the daily lotion I put on my face, the makeup that I put on, the hairspray, the perfumer cologne, aka we don't want those things. (laughs) We want to take a look Mm. at the ingredients. Are we getting fragrance? Are we getting um, chemicals exposed to our skin 
and or in our body and can we minimize those right so looking at safer beauty options safer cleaning products we post about those on our instagram all the time um, and so we want to be looking at that and making sure are we detoxing enough again sweating getting movement in minimizing alcohol and sugars and then the the seed oils that we talk about often we want to really minimize those that will right, help right and then going off of that right fatty acids are we getting a good quality fat at every meal at every meal right there's a lot of people who are like okay well i'm in a time where i eat my carbs around my workout and have no fat it's like mm, you need all, you need it all <laughs> right i can see on the, the flip side of like okay no carbs at breakfast because i'm working out this afternoon i want to test my metabolic flexibility but fats for mm. the most part we we need at every meal and so if you're having things like um, chicken and and broccoli okay at least make sure there's some coconut oil or or olive oil drizzled on top there or add a half an avocado. Joel showing me an avocado. High five. <laughs> this was Joel a little bit ago. <laughs> he switched up his lunch routine. Um, so making mm. sure you're adding a good quality fat. And if you want to go above and beyond, right, we're getting that omega-3. So some kind of cold water fatty fish is going to give you that. And then lastly, we want to, we just we've talked about this a lot, but getting into a good sleep routine. So your sleep hygiene Checking, mm -hmm. if you can, I use an aura ring. Joel uses, you use your whoop still, right? Check your deep sleep. Check your REM sleep. How much total sleep? How are you feeling when you wake up in the morning, right? Don't even look at your stats yet. Check in with yourself. How am I feeling after the sleep? And then are you moving your body daily is what we recommend, right? 15 minutes a day. Of course, you can do more than that and have more dedicated strength days or cardio days or hit days. Great, right? But are we at least moving yeah. our body dedicated 15 minutes a day? Mm, mm. So repetition is the mother of all skills, guys. So you've heard us say this multiple times because what we find is that simple and easy are not the same thing. Nutrition is actually quite simple. Living a healthy life is actually quite simple. And yet we don't want to do the simple thing. So we look to, oh, there must be something more complex. You know, I need to take these supplements or I need to... Um, you know, see the specialized hormone doctor or we haven't even covered the basis, right? Mm -hmm. Of being able to manage stress and get enough sleep and make sure that we have enough vegetables on our plate and make sure we're moving every day. Here's the, here's the stats, you guys. And I want you to be real with yourself. I managed a gym of over 600 people. The average person who came to the gym was two times a week. That's most likely how many times you're working out. If you're listening to this podcast, two to two to three times, if we're being real. Now, maybe you're listening to the podcast and you're like, no, I've listened to you guys <laughs> religiously and I move every single day. Good for you. High five. Yet the average person is most likely going to be moving two days a week. Ugh. Okay. Here's another stat. Only one out of 10 are getting enough vegetables and fruits, the servings, enough vegetables and fruits, one out of 10. Okay. Again, simple and easy are not the same. And why do we only get one out of 10? Because we're eating too many hyper palatable foods, sugars, right? Those high carbs, high processed foods. How, why are we eating those high processed foods? Oh, it's because we're not getting enough sleep. Okay. Majority of Americans are getting six and a half hours of sleep. 
tune in, think about it for yourself. Oh, how much sleep? Yeah, it's probably average about six and a half hours, you know? And so if we don't have good sleep, then we find ourselves, our blood sugar levels wacky and we find ourselves wanting to do hyperpalatable foods mm -hmm. and we want to blame it on the hormones. Guys, base stuff, put, have vegetables at every single meal, simple, do it, just do it. Every single meal, you have fruits and vegetables, every single meal, you don't have a meal unless you have fruits and vegetables. Simple. You sleep eight hours by having a good bedtime routine and morning routine. Simple. Truly is. Get, be in bed. Yet if we're caught up in Netflix and stressed out in the day and I'm three, you know, drinks down to try to de-stress, we're going to find ourselves up later than we should. Simple. Right? Move every day for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. That's it. We're not asking for any more. 15 minutes. Again and again and again and again. Simple, simple, simple. And these things will balance out. And you'll be living a healthy and happy life. And that's why we do what we do at Proclivity. It's 12 simple digestive habits. It's 12 of them. That's it. If you did all 12 of these, would you say that if every human on the planet did these 12 digestive habits that we would eradicate, you know, majority of heart disease and chronic diseases. I would imagine so. Yes. There you go. We got the magic pill. And, it starts <laughs> with you. and I do want to add in, I didn't uh, specifically talk about how to manage your blood sugar. I gave a few little tips in there, but one of my most favorite things, it is very easy in, for everyone to do is when anytime you do eat, one, we don't recommend snacking between meals if, if at all possible, right? Unless you necessarily like medically need to. Um, are you trying mm -hmm. to gain weight? Of course. Um, but most of us should, don't need to be snacking, but if you are, or so anytime you eat, make sure you eat a fiber protein or fat first for the first five minutes, mm -hmm. eat, for example, right. Or at least the first few bites at a bare minimum, right? Because if we're eating a high sugar or high carbohydrate food, that's, what's going to spike our blood sugar too. So yep. that's one easy way. And then of course, if you do have that snack, if you have the, the cookie, the treat, in the middle of the day between meals, go for a walk, five minute walk after. Great. That'll help manage your blood sugars better or balance it out better. Yeah, that's a good, again, simple, right? Yet it can be hard at times when you have that bag of chips, see at the chips and you're like, <laughs> Ooh, and I'm driving home from the, from the grocery store. And that, that bag is sitting right next to me, my companion. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I do? What do you do? I throw it into the back yep. while I'm driving. So I can't grab it. I know. I strategically put the groceries in the back of my car too. And then the times I forget, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do now other than <laughs> eat this entire bag of chips. Strategy. We're human too here, folks. We're human too. <laughs> okay. So we've, we've covered the basis on hormone health, symptoms of it, how to be able to treat it. Let's leave with our top three. What are our top three for our listeners to be able to start today when it comes to balancing the hormone health? We have a lot of different options here, but let's give them top three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find at least one thing to manage your stress levels better. Again, that could be 10 minutes of meditation in the morning or right after your lunch. Could be going on that walk right after lunch. You can hit two birds with one stone and manage your blood sugar while you're doing that. 
um, but something to bring you back to a parasympathetic state at least one additional time throughout your day, right? So start mm-hmm. taking notice of where you feel some stress and input that technique of managing that stress better. That's number gotcha. one. Number two, gut health, right? Slow down, especially when we're eating. Add in those fibrous fruits and veggies. And then if you see that it's still chronically inflamed after you really put some work in on managing your stress and eating the diverse amount of foods, go see a practitioner, right? We need to get that figured out. Um, But yeah, one of the best tips for gut health is just slowing down while we eat, right? And Mm -hmm. in general, after we eat, we're not go, go, go all the time because in order to digest, we need to rest. Right? There's, it's no coincidence that we're, we call the parasympathetic state rest and digest. It, we need that mm-hmm. calm, relaxed state to properly digest our food. Mm-hmm. And lastly, if I had to choose one more, it's a tie between blood sugar and fatty acids, but I'll say fatty acids, right? Because a lot of us are not getting enough omega-3s and we're getting too many of those omega-6s, especially with the seed oils, right? Those canola, sunflower, mm-hmm. safflower, grapeseed. Those are all 99% restaurants, I would say. Um, And they're in a lot of our packaged foods. And so it's going to cause inflammation, which is going to cause disruption in our hormones. So, Gotcha. Yep. Check those. So take take, uh, fish oil daily. Take take fish oil and minimize the omega-6 seed oils. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And should we be taking fish oil daily? A lot of us should be, yes. If If you eat fish a lot... You might be okay, but there is a test for that, your omega-3 index test to see where your omega-3 ratio mm-hmm. is to omega-6, and you can check that. Um, but most of us likely need more omega-3s, especially in our culture. Have you tested that? Mm-hmm. I want to test it. Yeah. How, how do we test it? Uh, you get a practitioner to get order it for you. Oh, dagnabbit. I was hoping I could just order it right now. Okay. We can look into it. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to look into it, guys. We'll get back to you. So there, you guys, there you go. When it comes to hormone health, it starts with the base. If you are struggling because you feel that, how do I manage my time and manage my day? Where do I start? What should I do? Reach out to us. We're here to be able to help. You can reach out to us on our Instagram page. You can email us, joel at proclivity.co or emily at proclivity.co. Seriously, we're literally here to help. What you hear and see right now is the same people that are ready to help you. So just reach out. We have tons of different resources. We have blogs, podcasts. We have different articles. We have different systems that we have created that are free to you. Just ask us. Just reach out and let us know. Emily, anything else on hormone health before we close this out? Nope. Nope. I think I've said it all and really it comes back to taking the look at yourself and your day and seeing where you can address, especially for the stress levels. Beautiful. All right, you guys, that's episode 103. We're in three digits now. We've been working at this for a long time. (laughs) We appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate you guys listening. If you've liked this podcast, please like, subscribe, leave a review. You don't even have to say much. Joel and Emily are the greatest people in the world. There you go. I told you what to do. That's all you need to put. 
and it helps us to bump up when it comes to the podcast mm -hmm. uh, world. So please do that. Um, other than that, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, Emily. Best day ever. Best day ever. Coach Emily, I got a question for you. <laughs> if you could only have one fruit for the rest of your life, what fruit would it be? Ooh. I'd say blueberries. I was going to say blueberries too. Mm. If you lived on a commune <laughs> and you could only have one fruit tree, bush, whatever, what would it be? Other people are going to have their own fruits too. But what fruit would you pick? Mm, can I say like a coconut tree? You can say a coconut tree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that. You got the coconut tree. <laughs> I would do pear. Okay, why? <laughs> what? Why are you judging me on my pear? That's like, random. Can I just have a pear? It's random. It, and a coconut, <laughs> a freaking coconut tree uh, isn't random. Excuse me, coconut is sweet, it provides fat, provides fiber. Is It's very diverse. I understand that's diverse, but you don't see too many coconut trees around town. No, that's why it'd be cool. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You guys... <laughs> If you've gotten this far, you've listened, put down in the review what fruit tree you would have. If you put in your, the reviews, we're going to send you a box of element. All you got to right. do, be the first one to be able to write it down. Cool. All right, guys. See you later. See ya.